Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. <laughs> That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yimby's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Legit Check. I'm your host, Yeezy Busta, and I'm here with my good friend, Keegan Allen. Thank you for coming on, and go ahead, introduce yourself to uh, the Busta fam and everyone who's listening to Legit Check. Hey, everybody. Keegan Allen here. Really excited to be here. I've known Yeezy Busta for a long time, and uh, I'm really happy to be on this show. How long has it been? When did the Yeezy thing start? When, when, when did it really start? Beginning of 2015, yeah. I'd say. That's when it really, really started it to It went crazy. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, turtle doves are cool. And then it was like the red Octobers and all that stuff started to shoot up into insanity. Well, it's because of the whole beef that went down. Yeah. Like, remember when that? Yes. Like I was literally at the concert when Kanye like renounced Nike. Yeah. It was crazy. Like he went on like an hour rant and he was like, fuck Nike. Yeah. And I was like, and he was wearing Red Octobers. Yeah. Was, Insane. Dude, yeah. How can one man have that much power over Ooh. the entire fashion industry? That's literally quoting his song, Power. I know. That's why I did it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's insane, man. It's insane. So, yeah, I mean, around that time, I guess it was... Well, I started my page end of 2015. Mm-hmm. So, the Yeezy craze had just started. It was like everybody was just getting into it. Well, I mean... Adidas easy craze. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And then I guess in t- we probably met in 2016. Then. Yeah. I, I Okay. So how we met was really interesting. I being an actor constantly wanting to like flex and look cool, but also <laughs> not flex. I got really sucked into, you know, hype beast. I was really taken by these shoes, by these sneakers. And I remember not knowing anything about anything (laughs) and i show up to flight club in los angeles because i would walk by there all the time i'd pet the dogs next door at barks and bitches and then i would walk next door to flight club and i'd always see lines outside of diamond diamond supply i'd see lines outside of like every all the tyler creator on the street hyping people up sometimes like shaking champagne bottles over like (laughs) people that were sleeping on the streets yeah that that literally i thought were we're homeless and they're not they're like hype beasts they're like very wealthy like trust fund kids that are sleeping on the streets waiting to buy t-shirts for five hundred dollars yeah and so I, I always used to think it was the dumbest thing until i went to flight club and uh my friend a friend of mine crystalia he was like really into sneakers and one of my good friends kothis who's a youtube streamer he always would wear like nike and diamond supply and supreme before it was like really crazy yeah but 
when I got in, I, that's why I'm wearing my moon rocks today. Slight, Slight flex. flex, but <laughs> I bought them and I have no shame in saying this. I bought them way over retail, like to the point where it was nauseating. I bought them. I felt sick to my stomach. I still do. Still do. Still do. <laughs> okay. But when I bought them, I, I love them. I still yeah. love them. So it's worth it to me that I got something that at the time was so impossible to get and still relatively hard to get new moon rocks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, like how hard is it to get these or- original versions? They're for sure a lot less accessible than like the V2s these days. I mean, mm-hmm. they still have a premium. Like they're mm-hmm. still a $1,000 shoe. Well, yeah. it depends on the size. But if you walk into like a store on Fairfax or Melrose these days, it's probably unlikely that you'll find a dead stock pair. Right. Dead stock you know? is really difficult. I, I still, and I, so I bought, I went nuts and I bought a bunch to stock and then to rock. Like that was the yep. thing I got into. And then we met because I was so, I, okay. So I love when watch companies, I'm a, a huge watch enthusiast and I loved following. I never thought of it as, as bullying. Yeah. I thought of it as, I totally respect the fact if you're going to wear counterfeit shit. Yeah. I respect that you are just living your life. But if you're going to try and pretend that you are this like clout person, you're trying to like show off and make other people feel bad. Like there needs to be an iron fist of justice. There needs to be somebody out there that's running around and regulating these people. That yeah. are that are really like they should not be doing that. I saw your page and I became obsessed and I thought it was the <laughs> fucking coolest thing ever <laughs> that you. there was someone out there that not only like was really regulating, but you're untouchable because no one knows what you look like. Right. You yeah. are a super you're essentially a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Was and it you, was it weird for you the first day when you saw me and you're like, oh wow, that's him. Yeah, you 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 show up as like a totally normal guy. It's it's amazing because like you put you know, anybody that puts on, it's like, no one cared who I was until I put on the mask kind <laughs> yep, of thing, right? Yep. But like, you really have a persona online and it's true. You, like, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea here that he's like, you know, not going to regulate you if you if you step out of bounds. <laughs> but it was amazing because, you know, you have just as deep of a passion as the, the highest sneaker head on, on the planet. You have a reverence for these brands. You understand what they're doing. You, you respect them and as an almost like a, a custodian of peace you're going around and making sure that these brands are protected it's pretty it's pretty amazing and Thank then you. you're just this as nice as could be humble normal down-to-earth kind of guy and uh i immediately we hit it off because i was like this is amazing you would think that you'd have an ego the size of you know this building that we're in but <laughs> you're the nicest coolest guy down to earth and you like you just have a you just care that's all it is yeah appreciate that man honestly right back at you because man like being in the whole industry for the last five years it's it's difficult to come across like super super genuine people you know Mm -hmm. so i mean dude like right off the bat i knew i was like damn keegan is like one of the coolest people i've met in la and that says a lot (laughs) thanks man and and then you you hooked me up with one of my favorite sneakers was the v2s the original v2 belugas yeah and they were so so cool yeah Rock them all the time. Love them. Yeah. It was one of these moments where I recognized that, you know, certain shoes or certain t-shirts are really rare things in this industry. Yeah. People want that experience of getting something that's unobtainable, but it's so obtainable at any time if you have the money for it. Like, of course. it doesn't matter what it is. It, you can buy it if you have the money for it, but 
it's about who, who you know within this industry because at the end of the day, it's just fabric put together from someone's vision. And like how much you're willing to pay for that really, you know, it varies on who you know and actually realistically how much you care about it. Because there could be people that are that are just doing it to flip it and you can tell immediately that they, they do not care about what this product means artistically. Of course. But it's so special when I met you and realized that there is a whole other world behind the veil and even though it, it does have to do with like power and the entire view of how, who you are to the world, like this image, right? Right. It, it doesn't, it boils down to like, it's just about passion. It's about like real passion of about course. fashion, passion about fashion. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest thing is if you're doing it for the right reason, like, mm-hmm. like you said, if you have a passion for fashion, if you're really into it, mm-hmm. then it's great. Mm-hmm. Certain people that I know, would just spend the money just to look cool. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want to be like... I, and I was that guy. Know? I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to sit here and go like, those people are so lame. <laughs> but, I was that guy. But I still kind of am a little Yo, bit. <laughs> but every, everybody at one point is that guy. Yeah. Like me, especially, because at first I didn't know anything about sneakers. Mm-hmm. You know, some people to this day try to say that I d- still don't know anything <laughs> about sneakers. But like when I first started, I... Dude, I, I was just a huge Kanye fan, mm-hmm. giant Kanye nerd, still am to this mm-hmm. day. Kanye, Same. please come on my show. You know what's funny is he absolutely knows who you are. I mean, that's for sure. I, There's I, I would no hope way. So. Yeah. You're, you are, like, to bring Star Wars into it, you're essentially like, you're the Mace Windu of the Jedi Council of his <laughs> brand. I love the Star Wars. You reference. are 100% the custodian of peace for that brand. There's no way that he doesn't know who you are. Yeah. I mean, he probably... He's probably definitely knows who you are. I mean, you've you've effectively made you know counterfeit companies think twice because even though they're going to always, there's always going to be counterfeit stuff. It's always going to get better. It's going to be to the point where you can't tell the real stuff from the fake. But I'm just going to tell them the real reason that we met. Okay, was because I bought a pair of fake turtle doves on eBay for three hundred and forty dollars. They were used at the time. I was like, I don't want to spend. You know, twenty five hundred dollars on on trainers. Man, same thing happened to me. The only thing I'm going to do is use them at the gym. Yeah. So I buy these shoes. This is a fun story. Here we go. This is (laughs) this is podcast material. I like this. I like where this is going. Real sneaker fodder. (laughs) I get these shoes. I get them out of the bag. You know, they're shipped to me on eBay, and you know, three hundred forty dollars at the time or at any time. That's a lot. Is a lot of money for for sneakers. Of course. And I just really wanted to flex and feel good. And they looked really comfortable and they have the, you know, they have that foam on the bottom. The boost. All of it's like this technology is new and like cool (laughs) and the pattern's neat. And then they come out of the bag and I'm like, hmm, this looks a little, uh, this looks a little different, but it's fine. I mean, it's fine. Probably just because they were worn. Right. And they're heavy as fuck. They're so heavy. I remember you told me that. They're like the the heft of them. And I'm like, Uh God, this must... This means the weight of them means that they're they're luxe. <laughs> yeah. And I put them on, it's like walking around with bricks. Like yeah. and I remember being like, this doesn't feel right. Like something feels wrong. And I went to the gym in them and my feet hurt. And I was just like, there's something fucking weird about these. I sent you all the pictures. It was right when Instagram allowed you to retract messages. Right. So I sent you all these things. And then I was like, got really embarrassed because I realized they were fake on my own accord. I yeah. was like, these are fake. Yeah. And then I retracted all the messages. I was like, fuck, I hope he doesn't think I'm some like loser that did, couldn't tell that these are blatantly, obviously fake. And I think, you know, obviously you, you had seen them and you were like, yeah, sorry that that happened. Right. 
Uh, so I get into this dispute with eBay. Right. And this person is like, I'm thinking they're just like the worst. They're like scam artists at this point because they al- they knew that they bought a fake sneaker. Right. And they sold it. So I go on this hunt for this person. For real. I'm wow. I'm livid. I'm like, how dare they go online and try and scam anybody? And like, I felt so like empowered to be like, you you scammer, you know, <laughs> I'll, you know, burn these, right. <laughs> never sell them. But this is where it gets interesting. eBay won't release any information about the, about the seller. And the seller reaches out to me through eBay and goes, Hey, listen, can I have those back? Uh, you you got your money back already, but can I have the shoes back? And I'm like, fine. As long as I meet you in person, I'll give you the shoes back. So I go on my motorcycle with my helmet on just so that they don't see my face just in case like they were in LA. Yeah. Wait. Oh, they were not just in LA. They were down the street from where I live. They worked in a place where I like right in my my community. Wow. So they come outside and it's like a kid. He's like 17 (laughs) and he works at this, like this store and he comes out and he's all bummed out. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, he's like, dude, I, I bought them on eBay from this guy and I didn't know that they were fake. And when I got them, I was just like so bummed out. So I tried to flip them and I'm like, oh, oh my God. It's like he got, he got scammed. Yeah. So I'm like, who is the person you bought them from? And he's like, I don't know. And so we both got involved in trying to find this person. We end up finding wow. out that this person lived in China and okay. bought them. Yeah. From a uh, like a shoe manufacturer in China for like fourteen dollars, and sold them to someone within the United States for wow. three hundred and fifty dollars. So it was a pretty crazy like lesson that like sometimes the people that like are scamming are have been scammed themselves. And the kid is actually really nice. I kept in touch with him for a while and was like, I'm sorry that that happened. And yeah, I actually got involved with eBay and eBay refunded him. So it was amazing. Oh but, great! But it that was like how we got kind of got involved. And yeah. then after that it justified me going to flight club and spending that kind of money. Cause I'm like, I'd rather spend the money and know that I didn't get something counterfeited. Of course. Of then course. deal with the entire thing. Anyway. Yeah. This is a crazy story. You went full like Joe Goldberg on him, <laughs> huh? Just like investigation. Trying full to, blown. Um, but yeah, I mean like kind of like what I was talking about when like people thought that I don't know anything about sneakers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still learning. Everyone's learning. But at first, like how you said like, Oh, I was that guy. I was that guy too. Everybody mm-hmm. at one point, was that guy because they were like, why is this so cool? Yeah. Why is the sneaker selling f- for so much? You know? Mm-hmm. So then they buy one to kind of like try to fit in. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the disconnect is. Cause some people are like, Oh, let me buy the real one so I can like really flex. And then some people are like, Oh, it's too expensive. Let me just get the fake one. It looks the same. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the disconnect happens, bro. There's like a whole Reddit, like dedicated to fake sneakers. And like, there's a lot of members and they're diehard. Like they hate me. I don't know if you saw my uh, Vice doc that came out. I did, I did. Amazing. Man, like I I talked about it and I didn't even say anything about them like in a negative way, but literally it's all over Reddit. Like easy bus to kill yourself. You're the scum of the earth. You don't know anything, like all this stuff. It blows my mind that there's people that literally wake up every morning, go on this specific Reddit and will research fake sneakers and exclusively buy fake shoes. It's interesting because so this happened in the watch world and I actually bought into one of these watches. So the, everybody knows about the Paul Newman selling, selling 
essentially back to Rolex for $17 million. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but what was interesting about that was that there's another company called Gevril mm-hmm. or Gevril or Gevril, uh, Tribeca. Okay. And in the 90s, there was a company called Gevril that made essentially what the 6263 Paul Newman looks like Yeah, uh, as an homage piece. It was not supposed to be like a counterfeit watch. It was just like an homage, an homage to be like, we love what Rolex did so much that we're making an homage to this exotic looking piece of horology. Right. Now, unfortunately, Rolex didn't sue them or have anything to do with them, uh, except that they allowed them to essentially manufacture parts that were the bezel and the pusher can be interchanged with a real Rolex. It's indistinguishable. Wow. So you're dealing with now an entirely different subculture of, you know, chronographs. And I ended up buying that watch. Now they're crazy expensive because of all of the hype around the fact that right. you can get an essentially the exact same looking watch to the point where no one will know unless they get really close to the dial and see that it says Gevril. But they're all numbered. There's only 500 of them in existence. Wow. Yeah. But it's the same thing in the counterfeit world, I, I assume, that... There is a reverence for duplication. Yeah. And some people don't come at it with malintent. Some people don't come at it as like, oh, I want to flex for, like because I want people to know I have money. There's like a genuine part of somebody that's like, I love the way that this silhouette or this colorway or this shoe looks and I wish I could afford it with my paycheck, but I cannot. Yeah. So how can I achieve the exact look that I'm going for without spending $5,000. Right. And what I noticed is that like in these Reddit forums or any of these things, it happens with watches all the time. Like the Nautilus is a perfect example. The 5711, you cannot buy that watch for retail. If you can, call me because I will (laughs) buy it from you for retail. Um, But but it's one of these things where so many people now have bought these, you know, from companies called like Rokos, I think, on Amazon makes a $200 watch that is identical looking to the Nautilus, okay? Wow. And it's a great watch. It's like a good watch. I mean, I wouldn't, like suggest buying it if you're right. if you're but maybe you should because it's it's a it's an example of duplication for reverence not so that you can be like I have a real 5711 you would be like I have a watch that it replicates this almost Gerald Genta design that is in reverence to duplication and that presence of respect exists so I feel compassion for these people within totally. this Absolutely. subreddit because there may be a majority of them that genuinely love the way something looks and absolutely because of the fact that there is such a you know an enormous amount of uh, interest in a certain product is impossible to get but like that watch that looks like the 5711 it doesn't say Patek Philippe on it so it Does doesn't it? but on YouTube I've trust me man I, you know I'm a watch guy yeah <laughs> so I was so sucked into this this thing I follow like wristbuster Rolex enforcer they're the Yeezy busta esque world of watches right and there's a ton of them out there but because of Instagram's recent there's anti-bullying parameters put in place like it's, it makes it makes their job and your job a lot harder to to essentially point someone out and be like hey comment F on somebody right. or like L on somebody's um, sorry, F is for respect. Yeah. Um, L to everybody yeah. that that is essentially fake, call them out. Yeah. And I think it's important to to sometimes do that. Even though it's like public shaming. Like people need to know. 
you know people need to know like if you're if you're faking it, it like or sometimes like they don't even know that they bought something fake there's been a lot of situations where friends have come to me and been like dude look at this rolex i just bought for six thousand dollars in the bahamas and i'm like get over here yep let's find that per like fly back to bahamas <laughs> and get your money back you know kind of thing you can't do that but but I'd rather people be protected by that knowledge and all, all of their followers be protected by the knowledge that something maybe doesn't exist because they totally. might, God, can you imagine some of the stuff that some of these major following accounts yeah. have posted fake Supreme stuff that does yep. not only doesn't, is it fake, but doesn't exist in at all by the designer yeah. that you've saved hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for people. Of course. That's the part that I think is very important. Totally. And 100%. maybe these forums don't understand that. I always say this. I'm very vocal about it. I don't give a shit mm-hmm. if somebody wears something that's fake. I don't care. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not trying to pretend like they're something that they're not. Does that, does that, does it that makes make sense? total sense. When it, when I was when I was in uh, Australia, actually, recently, yeah. I was at a clothing store, and this guy was wearing a 5711. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, wow, that looks not correct. Like immediate, like I was like, wow, fifty-seven. Uh, like it <laughs> yeah. was that weird impotence right. that hit that hit immediately because yeah. I was like, wow, that's a fake watch immediately. Yeah. And his response was golden. He's like, oh yeah, it's totally fake because I can't afford a real one. Right. I love the way it looks. It's yeah. fake though. Right. Like so, he came out immediately and was like, it's fake. Yeah. If he would have been like, yeah, I got it. So it's an isn't it amazing the construction? I would have been like, bruh. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, th- that's the thing. And people think that I'm I'm gonna be the dude who just walks around and like points at everyone's shoes. Hey, those are fake. Those are fake. Those are fake. And like, no, I'm not that guy. I do it mainly to celebrities and people who are supposed to have the real stuff because yeah. they're supposed to have the money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But people have this like preconceived notion that I'm some sort of douche that I just like. I'm like, hey, those are fake. Those are fake. And like, a few times I've caught myself like very similar to what you just said, like. I walk up to somebody like, oh, dude, dude, those are great. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool shoes. And then like, yeah, I and you're like, like oh. ah, you know? Yeah. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. So where do you think, for you, because we were talking about this before, like, where do you think that disconnect happened? Do you think it was when Kanye just started dumping the market with like 17 different colorways of the same? Sh- Actually, 17 very similar colorways of the same shoe. Do you think that was kind of like the time when you're like, ah, were you never into like Jordans or like Nike or SBs or? I was. They were just so expensive. And, and, totally. and then and then not only that, but it, it also felt uh, like the 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 shoe culture and that that entire like there were there were different subcultures within fashion. That I felt disconnected from because a, a lot of it was like 
side-eyed. Like if someone was like really into something and you walked around with them, they'd be like, (laughs) and I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I'm just enjoying my basketball shoes. Like get your panties out of your, get your Supreme panties out of your ass. (laughs) But, but, but I think the disconnect really happened and I remember the moment because remember the the V twos came out with the red green. It, it was a, a the oh the copper the yeah red, copper it, red and, then and the, green and the uh, and then, olive and the so, olive olive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember waiting in line for those. Yeah, and thinking like, this is this is the end. This will <laughs> never. This is it. Yeah. The moment he he drops these, everyone's gonna have a pair of Yeezys, and the brand will. It won't be as like. Oh my God, Yeezys! Like right. it will just be a trainer, which is which is great, and also just like the end of an era. Yeah, and I think that obviously, like him dumping all that stuff into the market didn't help, and yeah, it helped him exponentially. I mean, Absolutely. the company is insane, just completely, in my opinion, undervalued in in the fashion world. I mean, he's he's legit, um, and even these new futuristic looking Crocs that he came out with <laughs> are like as much as I saw. It's it's exactly. Didn't we talk about this when the fucking V twos came out? I remember texting me and being like, "Dude, I don't know about these. Like, yeah. these look so lame." <laughs> yeah. And then I, the second they came out, I was like, "How can I get a pair of these? Please tell me." Like, <laughs> that's it, how it is. It, man. it is, and yeah. and and that happened recently with these Crocs. I'm like, I can't fucking. I'll never wear these. And yeah. now I'm like. <sighs> I go on goat and I'm like, or I go on StockX and I'm like, take the L, just take, take the L dude. I'm ready to like, because there's, there is this, there is this, it's always going to happen. It's always going to evolve. You're always going to look through history and the duplication exists throughout history in everything. I mean, I recently just got really, uh, you know, I went through a home renovation and I wanted to try and like emulate the very original parts and aspects of creating a cabin that is authentic and a, a lot of antique malls, a lot of like going around and like checking out stuff and the antique mall traders are like all easy busters so if you go in with like a griswold cast iron pan that <laughs> is like 150 dollars because it's like a beautiful plated green cast iron or something handle yeah they'll be like oh no this is a duplicate actually from 1945 <laughs> i and love pond you stars. can tell exactly <laughs> that if you hold it at this light that yeah. like the flaking and cr- it's called a crackling effect this doesn't exist in this model Crazy. so this is actually actually a fake and i'd be like wow thank you so much for information i never would use in any other way shape or form about <laughs> but, a it's cast iron pan. but it's useful but it's useful and there are yeah. people out there that understand the difference between certain things but like you're you're always gonna be a sneakerhead, and it's about respecting what you already own and why you bought it of course and i use my sneakers so much that i've justified the purchase of them and i love the feeling and almost the dystopian look of yeezys like oxford tans feel like i'm in a 1984 novel like i'm in like a (laughs) like and i'm in a dystopian world i mean it's not far from the truth but like it's that it feels like that right of course and um you know all of yeezy season like i think like one through four was very dystopian very Felt like futuristic slaves very it was cool i liked it yeah very, very cool. like kanye always kind of like pushes the envelope on like what's next yeah like we're all like slaves yeah. to robots in this future yeah and we wear this like really cool dystopian yeah, i mean dude it's high sick. fashion yeah it's absolutely. so sick i love it absolutely yeah. well let, let me tell you actually a funny story uh do you watch pawn stars i do absolutely so it was like one of my it's it is still one of my favorite shows and i went through this phase where i was 
really, really obsessed with. And it was crazy. The, the way I got into it, and I know you travel a lot too, like when I'm on the plane and there's this same rotation of six movies mm-hmm. that are all either with Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart or like a strange Marvel movie, you get to the point where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go to the TV show section. So I watched one episode of Pawn Stars and then I was hooked. Mm-hmm. Literally watched almost every season. Love it. And it's so incredible to me to see like Rick and Chumley like li- Rick more so actually he regulates dude he's a sneaker like he knows his depth of knowledge dude, it's incredible man like I'll tell you this so Chumley he's actually a friend of mine I actually got into contact with Chumley through my manager and he's like yeah yeah Chumley's the homie like why don't you go film at the store and I was like yeah <laughs> amazing so I went and I filmed the video there and they showed me like the behind the scenes like how the show is filmed and like it's it's pretty insane. And basically, they told me that behind the scenes, they were kind of brief. They're like, hey, by the way, this product is going to come in today. And then they kind of brush up on their knowledge. So especially like, like Chumley told me, he's like, yeah, you know, I have to go and I have to research. But he said that Rick doesn't even have to like open a book. He doesn't even have to go on the internet. Nothing. He just knows everything about everything. Like a savant. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. And there's always a guy who comes on the show, the Beard of Knowledge, who's very similar and he just knows everything too. And and to me, it just blew my mind. Like I was actually like really impressed. We were looking at watches and he showed me some fake Rolexes that had come in the store. But dude, they pull some crazy stunts. So somebody had taken a, just a stainless steel Submariner and had bought a aftermarket blue face and a blue bezel and slapped it on and then tried to sell it at the pawn shop. And like the person who bought it didn't know and they sold it as the white gold to Mariner. I know exactly which watch. So, um, but like to the people listening, it's a difference of a $7,000 watch. To a $30,000 watch. To a 30 Like Leonardo DiCaprio has that watch. Yeah. And, it's and, incredible. And I mean, that, that watch is really hard to get too. Impossible. The ADs, I mean, you, you have to know an AD yeah, very well and have a huge purchase history. And, and dude, uh, he, was showing, he was showing these watches to me and I have a Hulk. So I have like a sub, like I know what it's supposed to look and feel like. And this Hulk is a stainless and it's a lot lighter versus like uh, my day date is like, dude, like I, I feel like I'm having a wrist workout every time I wear this. Mm-hmm. So like the second I held it in my hand, I was like, this is not right. You know, because because yeah. gold is so much heavier than stainless steel. Yeah, the heft. Yeah. But it was crazy to me that people actually pull that. Like imagine like they go, oh, yeah. they buy like a used $5,000 Submariner, like it was pretty used, dude. Mm-hmm. And then replace some of the parts. And then they're like, yeah, this is the white gold. And to somebody who doesn't know, God, man, he told me they took like a $20,000 L on that. And then they can't sell it because nobody wants to buy it. Right. Because it's essentially a bastard yeah. of like all the gear swaps. Yeah. It's so <laughs> sad. Yeah. The, the, the watch industry is, is, I think, a bit more toxic in that regard because if you mess up, you mess up nuclear yeah. in the watch world. I'm friends with like Eric Koo and I run everything by Eric. Yeah. Because Eric's seen every watch a million times. He can tell immediately if a dial has been messed with or if it's like been reassigned or if there's been like some kind of well, a weird service thing done. And like I'm I've gotten really good at where I can spot. Like so I had a friend come like a very real story of being like my wife and I were just got back from the Bahamas and while I was there I got this really great deal on a sub like check it out and like just the glint like the turn of the wrist i was like that's fake like I yep. said, the second i saw it because i've yep. seen so many submariners mm-hmm. and uh 
I felt so bad and I, I, I didn't, I was like, how do I break this to him? Because he was so excited. Yeah. He's like, I bought my first watch and like I was on my honeymoon and I'm so excited and I'm Yikes. so happy. And I was just like, how do I fuck, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? Yeah. And I was like, well, I have to make sure before I have to make sure a hundred percent sure. And the second he like took it off and showed it to me, I like the class, everything about it, I was like, oh my God, yeah. how do you not know? But most people do not know. And that exists within fashion even more so because that you have things like Amazon. Like I bought a Supreme toothbrush that doesn't exist. <laughs> on amazon like <laughs> but i bought it on amazon because i was like well i might as well get like a cool toothbrush for when right. i go camping for right. 13 dollars. <laughs> i might as well get a supreme one yeah and what's what's crazy about it is when people don't know like when i was at a campsite i'm brushing my teeth with a supreme toothbrush and there was like a 15 year old kid and he's like oh that's so cool where'd you right. get that i want to get a supreme toothbrush and then i'm like oh no i'm adding to the toxicness of <laughs> of like fake stuff yeah what i'm saying is like i'm not immune to it either when it happens to mom pop shops it's really sad. There's a Beverly Hills watch seller that I was like very much over the years would stop by every time when I was in grammar school, I remember going by and seeing all of his cool watches because he's super passionate. Yeah. And when I got older and you know, years into my career, I was like, oh, I want to get a, a fat lady, which is 16760 fat lady, which is a, a Coke bezel. This one had a just a full set paper box and papers well wow. unfortunately though for this for this particular seller the actual rolex service center is within walking distance of his place so i put down you know at the time i think it was like six thousand dollars but i walked over to the rolex service center and i went hey i know you guys don't usually do this but i need to fact fact check this entire watch yeah and they were like yeah no problem the moment he picked it up he was just like okay and he like walks into the back and within like, they took the case back off and everything and they wrote out an entire detailed list of how bastardized and ruined this watch was. Wow. The, the movement was, was totally wrong. It was still a GMT movement, but it was from another watch. The bracelet was from another watch. The case was a swapped case to a 16760 case. Wow. But the dial was from a regular 16750. The, the date movement was Jesus. from a 16710. So it didn't have the quick set time change. Mm -hmm. So the watch was was actually useless. It's like and a Frankenstein. Total Frankenstein. But what really was heartbreaking was going back to this guy who was definitely in a, a very geriatric person at this point. And I felt like I couldn't, I had to like, I had to get my money back because I'm not going to buy this now. Of course. But to to give him like when I said, hey, look, I can't buy this because it's it's like essentially completely bastardized and useless. And he's like, what? And to like effectively serve him the entire list of things that he missed buying this watch <sighs> was like, fuck, you know, like At that sliding, point you just want to take it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, a part of me was like, maybe I just shouldn't like do this, but I couldn't then knowing what it was. I would I would have just felt terrible about Definitely. it and it was unsellable and yeah. just sliding that paper over to him like and having him read that like the heartbreak it, it just is fucked so like that's why that's why on the other side of the street I hate counterfeiters I hate people that are real scammers that are out with malintent or those people those people need to be like full-blown backhanded yeah. into oblivion yeah absolutely yeah. no man like there's so many different layers to it it's like I just feel like the most people who, who buy it, I think the statistic was like 60% or something of people who buy buy the stuff yeah. are knowingly buying it fake. Damn it. 
which is a lot. That's oh, I sad. Can't I can't remember what the exact statistic, but it was over 50% for sure. I think it was 65, 60, something like that. In my opinion, I think it's 85%. It's way high. Because yeah. I, I think that a lot of people are, it's like a taboo to have something fake. So for them, it's like, ah, I don't want to admit, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, Gucci, is, Gucci is so counterfeit. Louis Vuitton is so counterfeit. You go down to downtown dude. LA and there's like vendors like with the blanket out with all the LV yep. stuff and it's so clearly fake. And yep. it, they, they, I talked to some of these vendors. They sell like hundreds and hundreds of dollars like an hour yep. to people just because they're they're selling the dream. They're selling this like, well, I'm going to have the monogram. Like finally, of course. people will respect me. There's some air of like elitism in having those brands. Yeah. And people don't understand that like if you buy something fake, it's, it's worse than not buying it at all. Yeah, no, I agree. It's the worst thing. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. A, a common theme that I always tell like my, my, my fans and my supporters is mm-hmm. that there's so much more satisfaction of buying the real thing once you get to the point where you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Do you realize, too, this is, this is a fucking something to talk about. Yeah. Rolex, Paddock, Audemars Piguet, mm-hmm. all of these brands realized that they were getting the market flooding with people that did not appreciate the brand that were just buying it to like, like show off. Right. Instead of having that like passion and covered it, covered in stones, covered in stones, do like (laughs) taking it, putting like, like blasting it with black paint, making it like the noir look, right? which is fine. But the brand was like, we're so sick of the accessibility to our brand that they're like, we usually sell, we usually give out like to our ADs over the country, 2,500. Here's two. Right. Enjoy. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. And people are like, they choke the market so much that like this, this watch right now is like impossible to get. I couldn't believe it. No, it's they, beautiful. The, back in 2013, when I bought this, the brand was pretty much like giving, like they're like, please, we'll give you a discount. Like uh, we'll do anything. Just buy it, please. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, maybe. Maybe I yeah. love it. I love the way it looks, but ah, I can't really justify that much money for of real. Course. And now I'm like, ah, like <laughs> I go anywhere because it's like for real. It, it's the it's the supply has been cut. Yeah, and I feel like if brands understood that a bit more, and Adidas understood that immediately. I mean, yeah. Nike, not so much, but Adidas very much understood that in the, in 2015, 16, and 17. Yeah, and they they. They choked that marketplace so hard that people were going to third-party sellers. That's Absolutely. why companies like StockX, Goat exist and are really doing well is because totally. there's nowhere to buy things that are authenticated. And Marquis Supply is an amazing example of that. Marquis Supply is Quentin is a is shout a, out Quentin. A, shout out to Quentin. Quentin, I love you, dude. You, you're you're doing God's work. We love you. Um, the fact that Quentin went to great lengths, not only to prioritize selling authentic goods, I'm not trying to plug him. I'm being, I'm being totally honest about yeah, something yeah. that really, amazing. really brought out a passion in me yeah. of here's a guy that like owns a company that's selling third party stuff, right? Yeah. Similar to StockX, similar to Goat, similar to all these, you know, sneaker things, selling third party to people, 
but having the the resilient behavior of selling authentic and knowing it to a point where there's no dispute. Of course. Paying for the technologies and engineering to understand what's the difference on a molecular difference of yep. monogram patterning and like that is like so important so that there is an actual scientific proof that you have a counterfeit part that you cannot sell versus something that's authentic and he's doing that work like that's why these companies when some people are like why would i ever pay a premium to like StockX or goat or marquee supply or any of these third parties because they're doing that work they're yeah. like going on a level that no one else is like gonna do yeah to sell these products and essentially save you heartbreak, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, sometimes thousands of dollars, man. Some people Unfortunately, get man. fucked. Some people get so owned. Dude. And it happens with diamonds even more now than ever. Diamonds are the new thing I think that are really gonna, are so easy to duplicate now. I know, and unless man. you have these like new upgraded tools, like Ben, Ben Baller like posted something about like these diamonds that are, you can test and they come out with like you, bad diamond testers? Yeah, bad yeah. diamond testers. You cannot tell. Mm -hmm. But the technology is getting better even for counterfeit stuff. And I'm sure that there's been some things that... Are, has there anything that's been passed in front of you that you were like, oh, shit, that was counterfeit and you almost missed it or you did dude, miss it? Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not a computer. You yeah, know, you're, like you're, I'm a human. human is fallible. And like I've, I've made a few mistakes. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I haven't. Mm -hmm. um, I did have to get off my high horse at one point because I was like, yeah, I've never gotten it wrong. But hey, man, you know, I'm a human. I've made a couple mistakes here and there. And and I'll admit it. And it's yeah. cool. And like, dude, uh, and everybody expected me to be this like machine, like, mm -hmm. you know. And dude, the fakes are getting so good these days. It's like sneakers. I mean, watches too. Like I, I have some friends in the watch world who tell me unless you open it. And, and even it, then you can't. Some yeah. of the parts, the it's jewels, insane. it's all... It's insane, man. It is. So that's why it's like, it's so heartbreaking too because like, I mean, in the sneaker world too, now like a lot of the shoes that are really expensive, I'm talking like 30, 40, $50,000 shoes. Wow. Like there's people getting scammed every single day because that's the thing. Like, you know how you said, if you have the money, you can get it. Right. 99.8% of the time that's true. Mm -hmm. But like there are certain like grails mm -hmm. that are just impossible to get. Mm -hmm. the, and people will have money and they'll find someone and they'll give them $30,000 and they get it oh. and they don't even know it's fake until they wore it 10 times. Yeah. You know? So just recently, there's this dunk. Oh, right? I know about this. It's like Oof. right now, it's like a $30,000, $40,000 shoe. Oh, All day. If you have a pair of Paris's, that's a down payment on a small home mm -hmm. or a big home in North Dakota. So <laughs> like there's... People like uh, my friend Andre, dude, you need to come by Project Blitz, by the way. I'm into it. I'm you, ready. you haven't been, right? I have not. Dude, you need to, man. It's crazy. We it, like we have shoes in there that are six figures. Oh my god! It's insane. God. Like you'll you, you'll come one day. It, six figures. Yeah, bring shoes. bring Chris, dude, so he can see I, it too. I want. I'll like tell him about it. whoever's into shoes, like like it's friends and family only. So, but like we have like Travis and Drake and like all like you name it. They it's, Unbelievable. It's, you got to come check it out. But anyway, like we just <clears throat> we just sold a pair of shoes for fifty grand. For one pair of shoes. And like the, the people came to us because they knew that oh. it's going to be real because it comes from us. Right. You're doing you know? the work. That's exactly. the thing. And like, dude, there's people who like, it blows my mind because like a lot of these shoes are old. Like I'm talking 2002, 2003. So there should be some age to it. Right. 
So all the new fakes that are coming out are brand new and there's no way they can simulate 20 years of sitting in a box. Mm -hmm. So man, it's heartbreaking. It's kind of like watches, you know, watches like, dude, if you buy a fake watch, that's, you know, five, maybe even six figures, God forbid. Oh my God. And I mean, with shoes, it can get to that point, which is crazy. What's the most expensive shoe right now? Like of all of all of the shoes, it's it's hard to be. Like I'll give you an example. So in in uh, the warehouse, we have a shoe. It's the original Space Jam that Michael Jordan wore in the movie. Oh wow! We've gotten offers for a quarter million and denied it. Oh wow! See, but those are that's interesting. The shoe has a lineage to it. Of course, it's it, not just the brand. Exactly. It has like you're holding a piece of essentially like sneaker history yeah, with that. It's not only sneaker history, it's sports memorabilia. Obviously it's Michael Jordan, like the greatest basketball player of all time. And the only movie he's ever starred in, there's only two shoes that he wore on the set. Whoa. So it's just like, in, yeah. th- that's, that's what made me fall in love with sneakers. Like the stories behind each thing. Mm-hmm. But j- to answer your question, I really don't know mm-hmm. because there's so many. And uh, like the shoe we just sold, it was also a SB. Mm-hmm. Because SBs are like the biggest thing right now. They're, 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 I feel like dunks. they've been like that. I don't know if you've ever gotten to like loaded longboards or if you ever watched. There's a video called The Whirling Dervish or like that where where Adam Squared, if, you, if you're listening and you know what I'm talking about, if you know, you know right now, okay? <laughs> it changed so many people's lives, that video. Yeah. And even if you go through the comments section on, their, on the YouTube video that's still up right now with Adam Colton and, and uh, the comment section is like, my nostalgia just hit. Um, but they're the, the dude's wearing SB dunks, orange SB dunks that are just incredible. And I remember seeing those back then in 2007 and being like, what is yeah. that? <laughs> I need those. Yeah. And they're, impo- they were impossible to find back then. Yeah. Well, so. well, this is the thing now because of the whole hype thing, like, bro, I'll give you an example. Like there's a pair of, um, uh, Stussy SBs. Mm-hmm. They're, they look like a Neapolitan ice cream. They're like white on the bottom and they're pink and brown and they have a little cherry on the tongue, which is oh, sick. Oh, wow, that's so sick. And like now that's a easily $1,500 shoe. God. Uh, two years ago, 90 to $150 all day. No. All day. Oh. Maybe $200, 250 if it's a size nine, maybe. Wow. You know, so like... It's crazy that you know, like for example, Travis Scott. Like he, I know I say this a lot, but like he's the reason, in my opinion, that I, that SBs like really came back because he started rocking them. I, w- I won't get too much into it, but like he really is into like old shit that nobody can get. Because like, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, as a sneakerhead, like you really want to get something that nobody else can get, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was telling you earlier, like when I go to sneaker con or any sneaker events, I can't wear Travis Scott Jordan ones. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've done it, but then like the last two times, like I literally was like because it's like the hype shoes so i was like okay cool i'll wear it. and then i see everyone else and their mothers literally wearing those shoes so so it's it's kind of hard to stand out you know what i mean yeah totally i got my mom a pair of yeezys actually that's awesome justin bieber actually commented on it we were at a we were at like we were out and and weho and my mom and i were together and and he was just like you guys are both wearing the same shoe and i was like wow justin bieber what's up man <laughs> that's like the most like hollywood thing that ever happened but yeah i bought my mom easy awesome. actually i bought her yeah. i bought her um oxford tan like the this version the v- v- ones? ones that's sick because she's like they look like moccasins <laughs> and i'm like yeah there you go because she lives in the in the forest yeah. but it's it, i i agree with all of what you're saying i bought one pair of fake shoes because i really wanted uh this was a while ago this was like back in like 2000 i think 11 or 12 
I bought the fake um, Nike mags. The the oh wow, the Back the to the Back Future, to the future yeah, ones yeah. that lit up. They're fake. They're yeah. total fakes. Yeah. Anybody that sees them, they're they're uh, they're the most disgusting fakes. <laughs> but there was something in me where I wanted to skateboard in them. Yeah. And when Kid Cudi came out on like live television wearing Dude, those fucking exactly mags, you know exactly about. what I'm yeah. talking about. I was like, I'm never going to be able to buy the real ones. <laughs> I don't care how successful I am in yeah. my life. I will never find that kind of comfort in buying these. I bought them for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. But I did it just because I wanted to feel that dream of like, I'm, yeah, I'm totally in back to the future on yeah. my hoverboard. <laughs> so I understand that element. Um, and I understand also like that's, fucking tough like the exp- the getting into expensive sneakers i still can't even me buying fake shoes i'm still gonna i'm still gonna tell people like don't do it well yeah because to kind of like wrap up that whole thing it's like it's like i said i don't care if someone's wearing anything fake i don't and people think that i i'm, I'm like oh i hate fake shit and like mm. have i had fake stuff in the past of course and it's always funny because i always have this discussion with my guy friends the only people who noticed it was dudes so funny and you know it's the same with watches watches sneakers supreme anything but, so are we secretly like trying to get mail attention? well but in but hold on hold on hold on all uh, guys are just trying to get like other guys to be like cool watch bro cool well, shoes bro if you think about it because like we make fun of um women for being catty right yeah. they're like oh she's not dressed well or like whatever but like low key subconsciously, we kind of do the same thing. No, How, it's high key as fuck, right? dude. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, dude, look at that guy's watch. That guy's that shit's trash. Or oh, those shoes. Wow, where'd you get those, Ross? Like, you oh know. Oh my god. But if you think about it, like when you see like the watch I'm wearing, you'd be like, dude, that's a beautiful. That's watch. so it's sick. Same back. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. because we have like a mutual respect and like a love for something. Mm-hmm. Women, on the other hand, it's like. Oh, oh, that bitch got a Birkin on. It's like, you know yeah, what I mean? Or yeah, like, oh, yeah. that, you know, I, I, I know that sounded very, uh, it's very true, very though. stereotypical, but you know, it's yeah, true. it's like women, they notice each other's purses or they notice what heels they're wearing. They notice even like their friends who they're with and stuff like that. It's, but it's the same thing with dudes, except, you know, we do sneakers, watches, cars, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah, definitely cars. It, Fuck yeah. It's interesting though, because like with me, if I see a woman holding a Birkin, I'd be like, oh, damn, like, Who's that? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so there's certain pieces that no matter what are going to draw attention from both sides, like both sexes. But at the end of the day, it's still like it's so funny because like we're like, yeah, we just dress for because uh, my girlfriend always says this, dude. She's always like, women don't dress for guys; they don't dress for themselves. They dress for other girls, mm-hmm. other women. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's yeah. true. They dress yeah. for other like just how I I definitely agree though. Fashion divides us yeah. at the same time as it unifies us. Totally. It completely, all of us. It's like a big, huge circle. Yeah. As much as you find division in it, it's like total connectivity. Absolutely. Um, it's but fun. yeah, it's it's true. Like I, I was, I mean, it's a lie that we tell ourselves. Like, I'm just getting this from me. But like a part <laughs> of it is like, I, you know, you, you want to flex. You wouldn't buy it if, yeah. if you were by yourself alone in like, in like a farmland. Like you would never, like there's, it's the <laughs> real so, life. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't, it, it talks about your personality outward, um, how you want to display yourself. And that's why a lot of people that have like really clean, nice shoes, like you immediately, like, the moment you meet someone, you look at their shoes and their belt. Yep. That's the first thing you do. So yep. a gentleman always matches his shoes to his belt. Yep. You look at his fashion. If you're wearing black shoes and a brown belt, Mm-mm. you're done. Yeah. I'll be like, eh, something's <laughs> a little off with this person. They're yeah. all right. They okay having a good day. 
But for real, it, it, it is a subtle judgment that we all have. Everyone's fashion kind of changes. But isn't it funny, you know? though? Like, the if you know, you know thing is really interesting. Like, yeah. I have people that will come beeline it to me yeah. about a watch that I'm wearing. Yeah. And, like, no one knows what this is. Yeah. And the moment that they do, they pull me into their passion with it because I'm. that's kind of, like, sometimes why I will wear something is I want to, like, share that passion with other people. Man, like, when I was going through the airport, I was wearing a pair of uh, dunks called the Viotex. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually got those as a Christmas present. But I was wearing it through the airport. And, you know, they're, they're expensive shoes. And, like, uh, one of the security at TSA is like, oh, wow, I've, n- I've never seen those in person. And he completely, like, his eye, he's just, which is a uh, funny um, um, sound effect to make when I'm talking <laughs> about TSA. But so, so um, like, he was just like, I- yeah, I've never seen those in person. And he's like, well, do, like can I look at them? And I was like, yeah, dude, of course. And he just, he got like real close. He's like, dude, like, I never thought I'd see those in person. Like, I've always wanted these shoes. And I was like, oh, well, you know, like, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Like, are you a sneakerhead? He's like, yeah, I have a huge sneakerhead. Like, dude, this, like, you just made my day. And I was like, wow, like, the fact that me wearing a pair of shoes made someone else happy, I was like, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's kind of part of what my Instagram and YouTube, like, when I show off, I'm not really showing off, but like when people see like what I'm wearing, like they'll be like, oh, like I really want those shoes. And I'm not saying like I'm influencing people to buy stuff, but like I feel like when people see me buying something, it just maybe makes them a little bit more motivated to get it, which makes me happy. Yeah, it's inspiring. I mean, I follow you for that reason. I, I, you. You, you, you do wear the things that I wish sometimes I could see myself wearing, but I really am into to classic looks but yeah it's all about inspiring those around you and and if you know you know and it's exciting it's exciting to see that stuff in the wild really being worn definitely the real stuff it's like seeing a rare creature it's like seeing a pokemon yeah dude and that's why i love those shoes the moon rocks the v1s Mm because like whenever i see someone wearing a pair of v1s it brings back like a nostalgic feeling of like, oh my God, holy shit, I can't believe I'm seeing this in person. That's how it all kind of started for a lot Absolutely. of people. I mean, and a lot of people were not sneakerheads. Not at all. And then that I wasn't. started. I'm not even going to pretend like I, like, I mean, from when I was talking at the beginning, like I was just a diehard Kanye fan, so I wanted the Kanye shoes. Right. And it sparked this thing inside me that I'm now, I'm just like obsessed. Uh, you, how much money have you honestly spent on, on gear? Well, I'll Sneakers t- I'll tell you and, this. tell me the truth. I'll tell you this. My <laughs> sneaker collection is worth $200,000. Oh my God, I love it. But this is what I, this is yeah. the kind of stuff people listen in for this stuff. Yeah. But that's like so in, that's in, that's amazing. Thank you. And, and that's something that's passion like absolutely for you. I and, understand that. And you don't think I'm sick in the head even though that I am, so I appreciate it. It's a passion. <laughs> it's liquid to people that are in the know. Yep. And that's all that matters is if it's something that you have built, like your empire of your collection and you go home and you're like, damn, I remember this by, oh, I remember this. Yep. Like the money doesn't matter. Currency is something that we use to like show love and, and to ourselves and others. Like the currency is like, eh, whatever yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day. But fuck, hearing that you have that kind of collection is so jaw-droppingly important to yeah. me. Because yeah, like you walk the walk and you talk the top. It's like for real. It. It's yeah, a real thank thing. You. Yeah. I yeah. really feel like, you know, the original shoes of certain designers and brands they will be timeless. Oh, 100%. They're, because they started, like, I really feel like the Turtle Dove started an era. Dude. And it is, like, one of the most pivotal shoes. Like, if you're asking me, like, what's the most pivotal shoe of, like, the 2000s? I feel like the Turtle Dove is up there as, Dude. like, one of the most craziest things I've ever seen. I would say 
sneaker of the decade talk. Like I was actually talking to uh, my friend Dre about it. And he said that to him, the sneaker of the decade was the turtle dove. Mm-hmm. And I have to agree mm-hmm. 110% because of what it did to the culture. It yeah. changed everything. Mm-hmm. Like it, it made uh, sneaker culture mainstream. Mm-hmm. Everybody was a sneakerhead after that. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted a pair of Yeezy. They didn't even give a shit about Jordans or anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, totally, man. Like the original is always the one. Like even Jordan ones, like Jordan ones, Jordan ones are the ones. It's insane. Yeah, they're the ones. That's yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. And um, like even classic, like even Vans, like the classic Vans design or the one star Converse, like they're always going to be timeless no matter what because mm-hmm. that's like the one. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So yeah, man. It's like it's crazy. Like dude, um, we could sit here talk about fashion and sneakers and watches and everything. It's so sick. I really, I, I'm like super grateful for being involved in it and. I hope that people that are listening understand that I know nothing about it, but I like to assume that what I've learned has helped me make informed decisions in my future about fashion. Man, there's so much hate out there. I'm never telling anybody to bully anybody. I'm never telling anybody to do anything like that, but I'm really happy that you're regulating it on a responsible way. Yeah. And at the same time, you're really a passionate guy about it. You really care about the brands and you care about the culture. Man, I really like genuinely like appreciate that. Are you ever going to do a face reveal? Dude, um I'm thinking I might I might no. do it, I might do it this year. No, don't do it. I don't I, ever do it. See, it's crazy because don't dude, ever do it, man. man. I have so many people telling me that I should. They're like, "Yo, do you know how much uh, brand opportunities you're no. losing on and stuff?" No, <laughs> they're lying to you. They yeah. just no. Trust me, man. You're you're a very handsome guy. I'm not saying don't do it because you're like either people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, you're, you're a very handsome <laughs> guy." Yeah. You you kind of look like a very famous actor, actually. I think I've told you this before. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not gonna say who because then everybody will be like, "Oh, now I know what he looks like." <laughs> what you're doing, it's like Batman, dude. You are Batman in the shoe industry. The reason why I'm saying I wouldn't is because like to protect yourself. You are then a target visually. Like people know, people can find out who you are no matter what. Right. Like for sure. Yeah. But putting yourself out there publicly, like you're Batman. Like don't, don't do that. Because you are like this masked crusader of, yeah. of a generation in which never existed before. It never yeah. existed. No one's ever done what you did. And no one could ever do it as good as you, for real. I appreciate that. As much as there's like people that understand this industry, they understand the business side, they understand the like the the actual like, you know, the way that things look and they're supposed to look, the counterfeit side, they, yeah, yeah. they never could do it the way you did it. And you have a commodity that nobody else has, which is you're a you're a hidden I appreciate superhero. That, thank you, thank you. So hopefully you do. And if you do a face reveal, I, I'm excited too. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude. Well, man, I'm so torn. I don't know. Like sometimes I really want to. Sometimes I'm just like fuck this mask. Mm. Sometimes I'm just like fuck this mask. I just want to go out. I don't want to wear this shit for seven hours, you know, but sometimes I'm like, you know, I can go to the movie theater or the mall and no one's going to recognize me and I'm not going to have soldier boy and all his goons uh, track me down. Run up up on you. You That's the other thing is, you know, how many people you, you probably like, I'm always, I'm more scared about like out of, out of the country, like people coming and like coming and beating you up or something just because they don't understand that. Like, you're you're coming from a place of like very pure intentions. Yeah. And some people when they're caught with it on their face, they just take thing, it personally. They take it totally personally and yep. I'm just worried about your safety. Dude, you know what's funny? <laughs> you know Offset. Mm-hmm. So he frequently comes and shops with us. Nice. So when I wasn't there one time, I guess they started talking about me and um uh, one of the employees was like, "Yeah, I don't know if he's ever going to show his face." And then Offset's like, "Nope." 
he's like, I, I know dudes who who don't like that guy. <laughs> he's like, he should not show his face. He's, he's not. Yeah. And, 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 but it was funny because like the way he said it, he was like, yeah, I, I know dudes who who don't fuck with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, that is scary. And yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, I, I fuck with him though. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm not scared. I don't. I really don't think people are gonna kill me over no, it. No, it's not gonna be fearful. But, but you might you might have a little more issues yeah. in your personal world. Yeah, totally. You'll sleep better with the mask on. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, because everybody knows that I always. I'm wearing the mask 24-7. Mm-hmm. I eat with the mask on. I sleep with the mask on. I shower with the mask You know. I know about it. <laughs> I've seen. Yeah. But dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. So yeah, I mean, normally towards the end of the show, I always, you know, give my guests like an opportunity to just, you know, either plug something or just say what's on your mind. Like 2020 is a year really that, that I think a lot of people are going to be feeling a lot better about themselves and, you know, getting out of old patterns, moving forward, removing ego, as much as we are in a peacocking fashion oriented world, to come at it with compassion, understand that some people maybe that do have counterfeit things, it's because they, they, they themselves cannot afford to have nice things and uh, just to have compassion in, in moving forward. And also to understand that, you know, it's all in fun, like we're, what we do and what we buy and show off and have fun with it's just for fun. Like yeah. at the end of the day, to take it to, to take it to that level of seriousness, which I know that both of us have taken it to Absolutely. many times, um, ultimately comes from a place of like love and fun. Yeah. And thank you again for again being a concierge into this world <laughs> of sneakers and and fine goods and well i'm and, gonna start hitting you up more about the watch world. Oh yeah, man, you should. Because you're actually the reason why I didn't get a bust down. Remember, I hit you and I was like, should I get this? And you're like, you will be crucified by yeah. the watch community. Dude, I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's pretty much it, guys. We need to have Keegan back on the show 100% because I feel like this wasn't even a tenth of the conversation that we could have had. But Agreed. Thank you for coming on the show. Like, Really appreciate it. It's so good to see you, man. Like, Make sure you guys leave a comment on any Instagram photos if you guys want Keegan back. We love Keegan. I love Keegan. He's a really good guy. Amazing person. Go check him out on Instagram. Go ahead, plug yourself. It's Keone. It's K-E-E-O-O-N-E. Well, appreciate you guys. This has been Legit Check. I'm Yeezy Busta. Keegan Allen. There we go. See you guys next time. Peace. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.